right. Welcome back. Welcome back to When We're Poetic of another episode. This is going to be an afterthought, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, inspired by a recent article yeah. we just read. Uh, Keith and I just read an article about this lady, woman, who um, lives in New York. And she was comparing apartments. Well, her apartment. So she's like in a one bedroom no she's in a two bedroom sharing with a couple right and so with this couple she uh what was it like three thousand dollars this is in the city between Um, all between all three of them yeah yeah so so before well before we get into the details this is conversation is a backdrop on the housing rent situation going on in the uh united states right now and everything going on with the with inflation and housing costs and basically a housing crisis and, uh, and happening the, everywhere and also the interest rates and all the things like that so yeah okay um so that's yeah it was a backdrop of a larger conversation um and so we were talking about back to this article right where she's paying like three thousand dollars to live in Manhattan um, and she's sharing it with a couple. This is a two bedroom. Brooklyn. She has basically. Oh, it's, in, it's Brooklyn? Yeah. Dang, that's Brooklyn? Sheesh. Gentrification is real. Um, I yeah. noticed that when, I, when she wrote it because it's, she said it's considered one of the trendier neighborhoods with coffee shops and restaurants. Oh, and gentrification. And Those a, are cold words. And a clanky neighborhood feel. <laughs> Those are cold words, because that's crazy, because that's not my interpretation of Brooklyn, but okay, quaint in coffee shops. <laughs> Give it a couple minutes, and it's going to be historic. Um, historic. The historic Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Watch historic. them. <laughs> historic, in in a sense, in the United States means white. Yes, very much white. Whenever you hear or whenever you see anything that says historic park, historic landmark, historic... Yes. Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah. That means colonial. So colonial is another pseudonym for white anyway. Anyway. Yes. Keith and I have been to quite a few places and um the town's name starts with historic and we've decided that it just means that we, we want our slaves. We want back, our white people. Yes, we basically. Want our, we white. <laughs> we, we we want our stuff back, including the people who definitely built everything on this. Yes. So back to this article where she was talking about um, how where her current living situation. So this is Brooklyn. My bad. I thought it was. It's crazy. I I just based off the price, I assumed that it was Manhattan. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So she wants. um, She went and toured uh, North Carolina, and for apartments, and she was comparing the. The amenities. Basically. Yeah. So she had no amenities at the no. at the Brooklyn so at the Brooklyn apartment and she's sharing an apartment like she has no dishwasher, she right. has no wash and dryer in the building. Um it's and, basic, very basic. You know more more than I do in New York because you're from New York, but that's indicative of living in New York in the city. There's there is no individual yeah, you know, you're gonna have to pay no arm and leg. There's no individual, you know, wash and dryer. You have to use that as a, as a community thing. You got to pay for that. So yeah, you know, in the country, I mean, of course, any 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 other place outside of a large major city, that's just part of the package when you get an apartment. Yeah. You're gonna have that in your apartment. So this is some of the things that she was 
she was taking notes of, and it was interesting to see her take on what um, she wanted. Yeah, and the apartments that were in North Carolina, for the same price, by the way, that she's renting this room. A room. Um, well, let me say sharing an apartment. No, she's Because it's not just renting. She, yeah, but she also gets the bathroom, the kitchen. So it's mm-hmm. like a little different when you're sharing an apartment with someone versus just renting a room like out of someone's house. So I'll give it that. She's sharing an apartment. She but you're still sharing. Yeah. It ain't your, it ain't yours. You ain't there by yourself. So you're still sharing. I mean, so she, okay. okay. That's, that's that's the whole point. I mean, you you what are you getting for the money that you're spending? This. Okay. So she's got you. All right, but these apartments that she's looking at are the things that she wants. So she's going to have her own bedroom and she's like amazed about she's amazed by the amenities that these apartments come with for the same price that she's renting or right. maybe just a, a little bit more. Than what she's she's paying because I think she's paying twelve hundred, right? And so so in the south in the article, she, yeah, she's paying twelve hundred. So, so the, she's looking at like apartments at like fifteen hundred, right? Yeah. So in the south, all of the apartments pretty much have everything that she doesn't have in the city. Yeah. And and that's and that's and, and on, on the plus side, there's other things. So you have. Apartments that have uh, like a lounge area, they have a, their own gym. You have apartments that have their own yeah. swimming pools in the business south. Business centers, business so you center, can all access a computer whenever you want. Because everybody knows most millennials do not have actual computers in their home. Yeah, um, we just don't. <laughs> printers, we don't have print. Like most millennials don't have actual printers in their home. You just go somewhere and print your so stuff my question, out if, needs, if need be. Or we just use our jobs. So my question to you is, okay, so for the listeners, how is what are, what are, name three things that New Yorkers say they are staying in New York for. <laughs> and this is in relation to the article. So that everybody gets the, gets the perspective of what she's actually trying to find out. Okay. Okay. And so, you mean what are three, three things, things you would stay in New York for? Or staying in New York for and don't want to move. Uh-huh. Do you want me to list them? I'm asking you what they are. Oh. Oh, easy. So, people are staying just for the novelty of being in New York. New York being in a major, is one of the biggest cities in the world. So, all the things that comes with being in a big city, um, food, access to business businesses foods restaurants entertainment um yeah diversity yeah diversity is a huge one um business opportunities so i'm gonna go business opportunities diversity and the novelty of being in a big city which i get from i grew up in in new york city so i get this from other people that are from other places where there's like there's nowhere else like here there's like this novelty of like being surrounded by all of these people these opportunities the, the nostalgia as well. um nostalgia yeah like if they used to live here no nostalgia of what new york is what the story of New York City is. Historic New York. <laughs> the nostalgia of New York and how much of a quote-unquote immigrant city it is and all this, you know, type of people that live here and the access. Yeah. And New York is like its own... The city itself is a celebrity. 
Like, yes, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? You say you're from New York or you say you're in New York. It has this, this for a lot of people, it's this, like, um, this essence of of being in a movie. This essence of yeah. kind of having access to... Nostalgia. Um, certain opportunities. Okay, nostalgia as well, right? Because there, there's a lot of historic things that have happened here. Um, so that, that's your three? Yeah. Okay. That's my three. Now, we were also talking about... Well, you had had a had point about... Um, economic opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that was a major. Um, as I said, I grew up in New York. Um, I left. Uh, but that was a major in terms of me not wanting to go. Um, Pause. Uh, what is it? By the way, we didn't actually discuss anything before this podcast. We started to, but we stopped... We waited. So when I say you had a point about economic opportunities, we were like, well, this would be a good podcast for us to discuss. Yes, yes. So for the listeners that are listening right now, we don't discuss our podcast. We don't rehearse our podcast. Yeah. We don't script our podcast. I'll actually tell him to stop. Whatever we're so talking about, we whatever you're actually hearing yeah. is always a first take. It's We've never recorded anything. Yeah. So this, we is, don't this, edit. Is, this is why we don't edit anything. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we know each other, so that's not thing too. So like, like you said, it's like we'll have bit, we'll be having a conversation that leads into another conversation, and we'll just kind of be like, hold up, let's let's share this part. Right. Um, where were we? <laughs> economic opportunities. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I left. One of the concerns before leaving was economic opportunities, um, because in other places, especially the South, um, the the pay is like low <laughs> and a lot of jobs this is people that's just like you're going to work a job you're going to work for somebody else i'm not talking about entrepreneurship i'm not talking about anything else but just um on a whole just wages are low and so new york always has this allure of higher wages mm-hmm. um thankfully i was in a predicament in which i left and got more money okay. so that was the trade that i was in i ended up getting more money um but it was a concern. Like, how am I going to get paid? There are legit people that I've met. Um, because I was traveling. That's kind of how I fell in love with where I ended up going to. Um, I was I was traveling to the place. And I was like, dang, this, this... I could see myself living here. I like the quality of life here. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I was really concerned about uh, economic opportunities. And in New York, is a city of hustle. You can always make money. In New York, like you can always, always make money. Like I, I don't know how to, how else to say it. You know what I mean? There's a million jobs here. There's a million people that need to hire people, and there's a million ways to get it. I think that's more, um, the more important part is that not only there are a million jobs, but there's not one avenue. Like some places, you, you know, you need to be you need to have a degree some places you know what i mean you need to have some kind of trade new york is everything you could just put a clown suit on and go dance in the subways like you could do anything you want to make money so it kind of frees you up in terms of what you want to do to to be able to earn um some type of money now one of the points that you made was you know about um that there are just a lot of high-paying jobs in um, in New York City, and that's part of the equation of, or actually part of the pie, I guess you'd say, 
of why people actually stay in New York City. And as we were stopping our conversation, I had a thought, and my thought was this, and I briefly said it, you know, and I said that um, there, the, not problem, but the, the perspective is, has to be shown or viewed in a particular way because, yeah, there's opportunity for high pain jobs or high paying um, um, sectors of employment but where's the money going you get paid, oh that's a whole nother you get paid for you know whatever whatever sector of employment that you're in it's in a, in a high paying um, sector but the cost of living is so high are you really getting paid what you think you're getting paid and the same thing is in the DMV area where I worked for quite some time um Yes, in that area, it's the, it's it's the public government sector of employment for the country. It's where government is run throughout the country. So that's partly why, you know, there's so much opportunity for high-paying jobs. But at the same time, in order to live in D.C., you know, to live in New York, Northern Virginia, you know, to, to live in Maryland, to a certain degree, you got to pay for that, you know, and it's not cheap. So, and even if you live further south or you live further north outside of the DMV area, you, you still have to pay for mm -hmm. your wear and tear on your car. You gotta pay for tolls. You gotta pay for gas, of course. So are you really making your money? So that's the thing that people need to understand about quote unquote high paying jobs and not wanting to live in the south where you probably won't make as much money, but will your dollar go further okay. living in the south? And that's fair. That's very fair. Oh, I want to backtrack a little bit with how the how the article finished. Yeah. So she decided that she, um, even though she had all these amenities and all this extra space and an actual choice to live on her own um, in North Carolina, she liked the charm. And that's and legit how it ended. Understand. She liked the charm of being in her Brooklyn home apartment. Like she just, it just, she just didn't feel like it, it beat that, um, and that's kind of how and it ended. And that kind of and characters, yes. So that's kind of how it ended, and that's what um, really got us talking. Like, wow, like why people make certain choices, right? So we talked about economic um, opportunities, and you are very right about that. Again, I ended up moving, so clearly. Um, economic opportunities did not keep me here, <laughs> yeah. but it and but it, that's another reason that motivated me to move was, you're right. You end up spending. It's like the money's always funneling somewhere else. It felt like in New York, like it always felt like I went from I went from um, going to <laughs> I went from like. If I'm making extra money, then the car needed something. Then, um, I don't know, tuition went up. Then, like, the public transportation fees went up. If it's not the car, like, it's just, like, every time I try to save money, it just kind of felt like, like, they have these Instagram reels where somebody gets paid and then, like, they do, like, they pretend, like, a one person is, like, rent. And rent basically comes in jumps them like that's kind of how it feels like being in new york you get paid then rent comes in and punches you in your face and then like daycare comes and kicks you in your shin and then like all of it's gone or you're left with like two dollars and you're like yo 
most New Yorkers, our feeling is just like, I got to hustle more. But it's like, it becomes this like it's a cycle. crazy cycle of like, I got to make more. I got to make more. The more you but get, you, you don't never see it. More. Yeah, you don't never see it. You make it more, but it's, you spend it more. They make, <laughs> to make the more, like, because even to get up out your house and to go to work, it costs. It costs. So it's like, I got to hustle more, but I still got to pay more in traveling. I still got to pay more in cooking for myself. I mean, buying food out on the streets. It's just, you know what I mean? It's a lot. Uh, we're in a car, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's raining, and it's a beautiful day on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know I love the rain. Sidebar. But, yeah, so that was how I overcame the economic opportunities. Um, I had a vision in mind, um, and I was able to... I was over the hustle, honestly, because I was, I, I was with it. I was with it, and then it just, to me, wasn't... You, it's like you're on a hamster wheel. Like you just chasing, 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 chasing that dollar, and then it's like so, I ain't really getting nowhere. I'm still here. I'm still in the same spot. This is a little crazy. One, um, um, that's one thing that I just thought about. Um, the this, the mentality and the psychology of what you want. Hustling? No, no, meaning, what I mean is, like, take, for instance, this particular person who says she wants to stay in New York. I don't know what her motivation is or what her goals are in life, where she wants to be at mm-hmm. a certain time. Because, mm-hmm. you you know, in 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 your life, you, you, your your mindset is different at different stages in your life. This so, is true. And she did say that, so, like, talk to me in a couple of years. Yeah, she did say that at the, at the, at the end. Um, but there's, a, there's some caution in that. Mm. What do you mean? Meaning, come see me in a couple of years. So, you think that there are other circumstances? No, what I mean is, in a couple of years, you can get more comfortable in where you're at. This is true. This is true. So, And also, you're dependent on this other couple that you're living with, and they're... Right. life can change their goals right. can change so that's another that was another thing i will say that pushed me to move out of the city was the need to be dependent on other people i was looking for independence honestly i was um looking for not solely independent I should say, let me let me correct myself. I was looking for interdependence because family never left my mind. Family and growth and just and just um, doing more things with our finances, with our families, um, that never left my mind. But I was getting tired of just us being dependent, and I wanted us to be interdependent, where we would still be united, a, a united front, and we would still um, chase our dreams. We'd still be hustling, but we are like individual parts that can operate on its own coming together versus individual parts that needed each other and could not operate on their own. Does that make sense? Yeah. So interdependence was something that I, was very important to me. Um, I always want to be, I always strive to be um, a pillar for my family. That's how I grew up. Um, that's probably how I'm going to die. I always strive to just be there um, and be stronger and just be an asset to my family to black so, people in general but to my family specifically um so that was that was another 
reason, interdependence, right? Well, as far as and the economic opportunities go. What were you going to say? There's some couple more details from... Um, the article? The article and... Um, perspective in New York life. $2,850. What was that? Is the rent for the apartment that this person is living in. Oof. She's paying $1,200, though. The rent is increasing to 3000 in September. Oh, yeah. And on average, a one-bedroom apartment, like by yourself, as of July, is $4,761 a month. Contrast to that, mm. a two-bedroom apartment by yourself in New York City is $6,188. This is like the city Average. city. I don't give one <laughs> damn. Because the boroughs are I don't are give less. one damn about where this apartment is. <sighs> There's nothing in New York City that nice for me to pay $6,000 a month to live. And then I still got to eat. I still, and, and I got to take my, 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 my laundry. You don't know how much you getting paid, though. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm just trying to. You're not getting paid nothing if you're paying six grand a month. Yeah. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Yeah. In terms of just working a nine to five, yeah, that's crazy. I mean. To econ- which, generally econ- speaking, most speaking, people do. Economically speaking, six thousand seven hundred whatever thousand dollars a month. That's some people are not paying that much in a half a year on their mortgage. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just. But I don't even think they really even. They don't. Because when I was looking for most people, most when people I was don't. looking at apartments out here before I left, um, it's. They sell that to you. They say, like, you, your roommate. <laughs> like, the actual realtor will say it, like, oh, that's a lie. You could always get somebody to rent that room. Like, <laughs> it's, it's part of it. Even when you have a house out in New York, like most houses, again, generally speaking, they'll tell you, like, okay, you could rent the basement out. Yeah. Like, you could do this. Like, they un- they already know. They already have this idea that that's it's part of too expensive. Like, yeah, that that's part of the hustle. Um, so there's that. But this, to to me, they just it's just real counter every, everything for you to get to be in a space that you're intending to be alone. But then the requirement for you to be alone requires you to live with somebody in order to afford it. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. So going back to the article, I mean, her decision to stay in in Brooklyn is interesting to me. And most articles that I do read, I mostly glance and I don't read the whole thing. If it's a, it's like an opinion piece. This one is interesting to me because of it's it, it's written in light of what's going on in the country right now, mm-hmm. from a um, economic standpoint, and how people are basically strapped and are painted into a corner. Um, and their spending power has been reduced drastically in the last six months the dollar that you had in January is not the same dollar that you've got right now in all intents and purposes it costs you more to go buy the same thing that you bought in January with the same money that you had in January it's crazy and in in, in the same 
light on the same subject of, of property and home ownership, what you could have bought, then you can't now because it's gonna cost you more to buy the same thing right now. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to purchase or to even be qualified to purchase a home or even to rent a specific apartment because you can't, you literally can't afford it right now. But that charm though. And the, the, the fact that everything is expensive, but the expense is not, it's not equal to what you're being, you're taking home every month. Your, your, your take home pay, it's the same. It's strange. It's just yeah. It's, just, it's not rising with these prices. It's, it's, mad, it's, it's madness yeah. right now. So her her reasoning for paying. Well, that leads into number two, like diversity. What do you mean diversity? Like cultural diversity is a big thing. I think that that lends support to her, what she's saying in reference to the charm of the city. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's diversity. Diversity is a lot. I know that meant a lot to me before I left. I really, and when I did leave, I, that was one of the things I miss more than money, more than hustle. I miss cultural diversity. Like I miss yeah. being, um, around, I miss being around all types of people. Um, mo mostly I miss being around predominantly black spaces, yeah. which I didn't, I took for granted living in New York that these, these are very this, special this places no, it ain't, and, it ain't and it's not even, yeah, it's no. not something that's accessible everywhere so there's that they were just and when i when you I miss say that. predominantly black that's specifically predominantly black we're not talking about you know in a mixed um that's what say like a, a mixed maybe latino community yeah. and black community that are in the same area or latino asian black predominantly colored neighborhood that's not the same thing well, we say black bougie when we say like, black neighborhood we mean <laughs> when you walk out the door and you walk down or you go out of the apartment, all you see for the most part is black, is black faces. And different types of black you faces. You know what I'm saying? It's a different feeling. It's such a different feeling. And I took that for granted. Like I said, I missed that tremendously. So I could definitely see somebody staying for that um, because I, that was a hard adjustment for me. Uh, I was able to make up for this adjustment and just in um, one, I visit often. I come back and visit. And two, um, I try to create the spaces myself. And three, I reach out wherever I can find, whether it's a festival, a cultural event, wherever I can find these type of spaces or anyone that's trying to curate that type of space, I meet them there. Um, but where I was, there was a little bit and I could work with that. I've been told that there are places that have just none. None what? So, none. Like, none of these spaces. None oh, of these, yeah. like... So, I could see you just not want to move for that. Because oh, that is... Yeah. It's hard. So, that's, I think, lends support to, like, in terms of charm. In terms of, like, a certain feeling that the place that you live gives you. Yeah. I can I can definitely dig that. And what was my number three? I said economic diversity. What was my number three? yours. You don't know? I don't remember. <laughs> It was economics, overcame that, diversity, and, oh, the, I guess nostalgia, mm. historic New York. Mm. Just being in New York lends credit to a certain type of... Um, I'm, 
upbringing, a certain type of experience, a yeah. certain type of, which is true. Whenever I meet a New Yorker, there's kind of like a brotherhood, sisterhood kind of. Now let we, me tell you. We let me talk tell about you certain things. What my opinion is on this brotherhood and all this. Uh, hold on, I didn't even finish talking about this brotherhood, sisterhood. Coming from a country boy. Come being on. where when I moved, being where I was, whenever I would like, whenever I would meet someone and like really, really get along with them, it would just later I would find out some way somehow like that person was, they lived in New York, they were from New York, they were. It's just like this kind of. That's the only way I could describe it, this brotherhood, sisterhood. But it's 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 kind of like, I, it's good and it's bad because it's kind of like war. Like, I can relate it to that. Like, we've been through something <laughs> that is just wild crazy. And I feel like that is the experience of being in, yeah, my New York ass and coming out. That is the experience of being, like, living or being raised in New York. Like, it's just such a unique. Okay. Okay. Well, you got something to say so bad about so, this brotherhood, sisterhood that I'm talking about. What not is specifically it? Specifically, brotherhood, sisterhood. I'm talking about city life in general. Okay. From a perspective that. Because that's of, charm of, too. Of a person that never actually um, lived in the city or actually. Um, I don't know. For an extended period of time, which was just something that, you know, briefly, you know, I did. Um, what? Nah, bro. Nah, what? <laughs> nah, nah, what's the, what's the like, nah part? Well, for me... It's real. For me, I I, I, I can appreciate everything about a city. Not, not specifically New York City or even any, any part of New York. Okay. Um, my thing is, is that... I am a big energy person. Okay. And in a city, everything is rigid to me. It feels rigid to me. What's what's feeling rigid? The structure, the structures, buildings, concrete, sidewalks. You know, um, so physically, the, the sounds, city feels rigid. The, the aesthetics of it—it's not—it's not a lot of relief for me. I see trees. I see you know people got you know I see grass, but oh, I see for the most mean. part, there's no relief from city life. City life and the having, concrete jungle. And having to be protective all the time—you can't let your guard down at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other parts of that that are not the city, you can relax a little bit more. But that's the brotherhood, sisterhood. That I'm I understand. About. I mean, I'm not. We don't survive. <laughs> okay. Um, but in other places, you ain't got to worry about all that. You ain't got to do all that, and that and that takes effort. It takes energy to do that every day, and and I think to a degree, people who live in the city are just not conscious of what you have to expend energy wise in order to live in a place that requires you to be on alert all the time that requires you to x y it takes a lot it takes it takes it takes a lot yeah it's all right i mean it it takes but that's what makes you that's where that like that brotherhood and sisterhood comes in because you you it's required you felt like you overcame something so great um or you like we tough like we we have this um 
like it's a stereotype like you know you know new yorkers have like this tough exterior like we we done been through because the city requires so much out of you like if you can make it here as the saying goes you can make it anywhere so you kind of have that like it's like a stamp on your resume almost like i can do without the stamp and <laughs> but that's what i'm saying when you meet somebody else you feel that like yo we've been through something and so it just kind of has like uh as you call it the nostalgia it, it that's blends into also what she's saying about charm you know what i mean we could all laugh about the subways we could laugh about our life being in danger basically all the time because the crime rate's so high like we could just laugh about certain things because we overcame it in the way that i've seen people laugh about war like i said like dang yo that was crazy you know also is bad you know like it's just like i don't know how else to describe it other than like i said sisterhood brotherhood and but in terms of that sisterhood brotherhood sometimes it sucks you in and keeps you in a place unnecessarily and i realized that for myself that a lot of what i was feeling in terms of staying was just kind of like this is my home this is it's just like it's like an abusive relationship <laughs> It's like an abusive relationship. Like New York treats you like absolute crap, and but you you grew up with it, or you've lived here for some time, and so now you're used to certain things. And some things are charming, and on some days New York will like breathe life into you, and it'll be nice to you, and kind of like an abusive lover. And then you're like, oh, there you are. That's why I like you. But on the other days, it's like kicking your butt, and you're like, dang, yo, like if only you could be like the other days, or like again to us you know comparing it to an abusive relationship you're like if only i can make this much money if only i can do this if only i can do this and make you happy new york you'll be good to me like <laughs> and new york is like god ah, whatever go ahead go make that extra money i can we can fight another day and i hurt you and stab you and like you know we continue this abusive relationship and some people just in it they they're committed to it they're gonna stick by you know you like that little meme the, you know the, the rail that's going along, around online where she goes I'm going to stick by, beside them they they going to stick beside New York like, mm. no matter what I'm going to stick beside them and I can relate to that feeling I understand that feeling I can say I can do it <laughs> um, because again I, it did very much feel like an abusive relationship and very much one sided and I'm giving and giving and giving to a city and rarely receive I'm not going to say never but rarely receiving all the reciprocity was just not anywhere near close to equal and so it's a feeling of being drained for me it was a feeling of being drained i meet people that love hustle they love that feeling they just come back for more again similar to an abusive relationship they love that excitement they love those sparks they love that fire i was getting burnt out i don't really like it i i really do enjoy reciprocity i like it when my the place that i live gives back to me <laughs> oh, in relation to um, um, the article, <clears throat> the article, uh-huh. I wasn't really expecting her to stay, but I kind of felt like she was going to stay. Um, that threw me for a loop. I didn't think she was going to stay either. Is it? But it's also interesting that she's a she's a, it's a Caucasian woman. So I'm thinking, okay, as I'm reading it. Your experience I mean, is different. You gonna you gonna fit right into this North Carolina life because there's probably mostly Caucasian down there where you're looking at anyway. But it made me think. Also, 
Come on. Akin to what you were talking about. Maybe she actually likes culture. When I mean culture, I mean she don't like being around an homogenous... Just white people. You know, environment. Yeah. And that's what New York is. Oh, my God. She didn't mention it at all. Um, But I'm pretty sure in Brooklyn, even though it's more white than it used to be, there's a whole lot more black people and Latino people and all types of people. Yeah. And whatever the hell she was, New York and North Carolina. Yeah. And there's a liveliness to that type of environment. You're going to lose all of that life. Yeah. So for that reason, because, you know, we bring color everywhere we bring life everywhere spice yeah white folk don't want to admit it but that's the reason why the hell they moving into these cities because we there yeah we create magic don't matter where we at we're like the backbone of creative culture so white people move in to experience what's been what's the feeling of a, of a, of a brooklyn or a feeling of a a, a a city or borough or whatever yeah. that's predominantly black yeah and they want to actually experience that. Yeah. So I think a lot of what she wants and what she wants to continue to have is that, ex- that experience. That yeah. And I think she's saying, check with me in three years. It's like what you were saying before in terms of being your life changing. Because what if that couple has a baby? What if she has a baby? Like, that is one of the number one things that that was what woke me up, honestly. I think I could have just rolled New York out if I if I had never had children. I would have just stayed yeah. and just hustled my entire life um, and just made a, a world here for myself. Um, but when it came to children, children are like, a, they have a way of forcing you to be responsible and forcing you to be logical. Um, for most people, <laughs> forcing you to make a change, and, and but I just and because it forces you to see things clearly, because where you could live a certain way, you know what I mean, a child and you could not, yeah. or a, a couple with a child cannot cohesively, without one person or more than one person having to sacrifice a lot of their needs being met. I wonder what that feels like. What having to sacrifice your needs being met? I've been there. You, you really want to know? <laughs> I mean, I want to know what that feels like personally. I don't know nothing about that. Uh, I know all about that. I mean, um, nothing in my life has changed recently whatsoever. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I mean, you, you, uh, you are that's a luxury. Nothing has changed for you. For me. Um, no life changes whatsoever. That is a blessing for you, sir. Everyone cannot say that, okay? Um, I'm playing. I know, I know. But yeah, don't. I'm and I again. I've been there. I've been there where I definitely had to sacrifice a lot of my needs being met in the name of living in the city. Um, and it's it's. I will say another thing about New York that a lot of people do not realize, and it's super subconscious. It just has this way of. For some people, because some people, that's just their personality. They're creative. They can think outside the box. They can still kind of be free within this environment. I love those people. When you find those people in New York, it's just amazing. It's a bomb experience. But for a lot of people, New York has a way of making you, making your mind institutionalized. And so some people 
can't ever get the New York mentality out of their head. So even if they do move, they're looking for New York wherever they go. Mm. So they're not comfortable there. You know what I mean? And I don't know that if that lends into her charm as well. But like they'll go to another city or go to another place, another town, and their mind is still hustle. Their mind is still New York. Their mind is still to live a certain way. And that doesn't really work in a new setting. So that's what I mean by being institutionalized. So you still, you you have to be flexible and willing to accept the new world. But being in New York is kind of like being in a bubble. And so you become institutionalized. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. And so you become institutionalized in that sense where it's kind of hard to break out of that mind frame. There, Sometimes I'm talking to people when I come back I talk to friends and I'm talking about a world that they can't even conceptualize because they're stuck in this New York bubble like they don't even it's it's like hard to describe but they can't even conceptualize actually living in a place on their own with a washer and dryer with like you get again so used to being dependent on other people that just the idea of that of you in charge of all of this by yourself and working and like it's just such a change from New York where I, like I said there's a lot of dependence um, that I think some people are just un unable to unplug right. and that was one thing that would meet with me I was always the free spirit free minded and so um, that again the, in terms of the charm of the city when I met other people that were free within this system within this bubble it was amazing it's so fun it was so great but a lot of people, um, especially in the hood, <laughs> a lot of people, they were institutionalized in a way that New York just had them thinking one way. It was hustle, hustle, hustle. It's designer bags. It's like just this typical, it's like this box. And they could not get out of this box for nothing. Like, I'm going to have my own place, but I'm not going to be able to afford Dolce & Gabbana. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... And forgive I me, I don't know what's in style right now, but just is, designer. Is you know, at least, you know, she, I think it's a good, good that she at least, you know, gave it some consideration in order to, she stepped outside in order the to, to wonder, look. in yeah. order to wonder about what it would be like to be somewhere else. And instead of just shutting down and um, staying in the bubble, dismissing, dismissing even the possibility, um, me, not to put all my business out there, but I've traveled quite a lot in my life, so um, I know what's possible, and I know what I like. I know what I, I know what I can do. I know what I don't like, based off of a lot of those experiences. And even if you don't have that to use as substantiation, I mean, that shouldn't limit you to exploring to be to to wonder. Yeah. And I will I, say and, that. And I will say that in life, which is brief, you, you know, people waste a lot of time doing the same thing and not taking consideration for something different. So, try to step to, outside that box, try to, to step outside a, that bubble. Uh, I don't want to get in a, you know, a, a big conversation about that, but I think it's just worth mentioning. Um, it's okay to do something else in a nutshell and nothing wrong with it. You'd be surprised what you are able to do when you do something else. Trust me. 
and I will say this, um, taking from my own personal experience, I have stepped outside the bubble. I have stepped outside the box. I live outside the box. Let me not say I stepped outside. I live outside the bubble. I live outside the box. And um, there's a lot of fear with failure. I have fallen flat on my face. And I still have no regrets about the exploration, about the avenues and paths I have taken to just explore and see what's out there. I don't think I will ever regret that. Um, so in terms of failure, you have met somebody, uh, well, virtually, but <laughs> you met somebody, you know somebody who has stepped out, and it didn't work out the greatest. It didn't work out the best. Um, it wasn't a straight line. It was, you know, a path that went around the corner, had alleyways, and I still don't regret it at all. So um, consider that when you are also, um, if you are working up the strength to explore mm. there's, there's more life and if you f are feeling unfulfilled um don't ever stop reaching stretching looking for what it is that is going to make you feel fulfilled because that is a terrible terrible way to live and that's just connecting this article and this writer to her journey mm -hmm. i think it's just worth it's, it's worth mentioning that it's okay to step out. And if you don't step out, you never know. I think that's it in a nutshell, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so butterfly. That was an omen. That was perfect. Great ending. <laughs> right. So that was our contribution to one more poetic afterthoughts. I cannot believe we are in uh, we're halfway through July, ladies and uh, half more than halfway through the year of twenty twenty two. My Man. gosh. It is insane. It's going to be cold in a minute. It's, can we slow down? Slow down, please. <laughs> slow down. I'm not ready at all. Um, but <laughs> this is... We was just in what? an Airbnb. The treehouse. In January. My Lord. Listening to Rain on the Roof. Go back to the podcast. I know. I know. I can't... Yeah, I, I'm dope. still there sometimes in my head. I can't believe we're like in July. Yeah. It, it just went by so fast but yeah all right love you guys um this is when we're poetic afterthoughts sending love and light your way peace